0: Okay, so on this episode I'll be talking about whether or not Trump's predictability could give the Democrats an edge. And uh, to begin with, Trump's predictability is both a strength and a possible obstacle for him. His incessant repetition has allowed for a cult following But he does end up repeating himself to such a degree that even some of his most hardcore followers seem to actually get bored with him, which you can see at his rallies, or wish he would switch subjects a little more. We all know some of the things he will say by now, even if he occasionally adds in some horrible, less predictable talking points to his greatest hits. He'll keep yelling about the Democrats, just as Dems will keep yelling about him and the Russians, or the possibility of international vote hacking while continuing to accuse his opponent of colluding with these imaginary hackers. He will not accept the legitimacy of the election results unless he wins. So, we know all that. He will also claim that the Democrats, or a foreign country, or other maligned groups or voters themselves... From anywhere, might try to quote unquote rig the election against him, and he will not just state his concerns and be done with it. He'll use all of his celebrity to rally the people against the imagined disaster of, you know, him not having the power of the president, which includes by now the power to self pardon. This alone is one of the key ingredients to destabilizing the system. So Trump or someone like him can return to the white house in 2024. And Trump often say sooner than that to the timetable conversation. But thankfully it seems like those people cannot get their wish, you know, and uh, it's gotten so serious that uh, a lot of people have admitted that, you know, it's a crisis. So Richard L. Hayson, a professor of law and political science at UC Irvine, or Irvine, however that's pronounced. Well, anyway, he said that the democratic emergency is already here. And you can find that quote in an article by The Atlantic. And what may seem as self-evident malarkey to non-Trumpists is the gospel truth to those with their lips firmly attached to Trump's caboose. Similarly, just because Trump or Mike Lindell, also known as Mike Pillow or alternately Mine Pillow, you know, just because they bring it up as a possibility, it does not mean that the Supreme Court could rule in Trump's favor and put him back in charge of America. We know that that's unlikely by now. So they've actually largely abandoned that talking point. And uh, people got tired of hearing that because they knew at a certain point that it wasn't really possible. They had no real means of doing that. But just because I know these people are charlatans, that does not mean every American does. So some people still believe that, just like they believe that Mike Pence could have actually, you know, reversed election and reinstalled Trump, even though, of course, he did not legally have the power to do that. Mike Pence's role as vice president during that process was mostly just a ceremonial type of role. He was there to rubber stamp the election results. And it's easy for us to shrug off Trump's logical inconsistencies, sometimes even finding them entertaining maybe as part of a supposed blue-collar billionaire charm, which I find hideous and stupid, but which millions have fallen for, just as the clown falls for the pie in the face. But the continuous talking points are a great way to figure out where the next Trump tirade is coming from. And, you know, people rely on that messaging, whether they're fans or anti-fans since he keeps promising the impossible you know a lot of people like to hear you know the uh the idea that only only he can save the country or whatever and they're looking for a strong leader and uh of course his critics are looking for the opposite they're looking for the stupidest things that he said and um you know each time he Goes out in public, he seems to top himself by saying something stupider than the last time he had a public speaking engagement. But you know, uh, the idea of American greatness through him is basically a fever dream to a lot of us. And uh, basically, promises uh, not to do anything but aggrandize himself if he gets reelected, and of course, insulate himself from any sort of legal consequences. If the Dems were smarter, they would take advantage of this information and help feed what has been called the Republican Civil War. Obviously, an egomaniac like Trump could get jealous of headlines like the promise of Ron DeSantis. And we all know that he's willing to fire anyone who's not an absolute loyalist to him and his nonstop barrage of lies. But, of course, there's a danger, you know, if the, uh, Democrats try to prop up any sort of right-wing extremists because what if they end up winning? So, really, the uh, the question is more of a strategic one in terms of messaging. Like, how do you how how do you take advantage of these divisions and really um, make voters understand that the uh, party is unstable? and that it really does not offer anything for the American people. That's really the kind of messaging that needs to take place, and uh, I don't think the Democrats are successfully doing that enough. Well, that's not even exactly a matter of my opinion. It's also kind of a matter of fact. I mean, you just look at the polls, and it's obvious that the messaging has not been strong enough. And... Uh, you know, there, there haven't been enough attempts to sort of, you know, shift the narrative in a successful way, uh, because the, uh, the policies really have not been strong enough either. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the way the country is headed, it's not really in a progressive enough direction. So, you know, people don't really understand what's at stake in a lot of cases, Sure, in, in some cases they do. But some people, you know, they give up hope because they they look at the two-party system and they they see that just not enough is being done. So, you know, they kind of just give up. And there's other stuff going in the Democrats' favor, though. Um, you know, other than just these, divi- these divisions between the Republicans that could be exploited. You know, for one thing, Trump's speeches are basically boring, one-note affairs. It's different from when he started out, when he was making uh, politics less predictable. The unpredictability made the conversation interesting to some voters, even if he made himself look stupid on a regular basis. This was partly because he spoke off-the-cuff way more often, so people were a little more interested in forgiving him for saying weird or stupid things. In contrast, the Democrats came across as boring, absolutely stage-managed politicians who never stray away from the script. And, you know, you can love him or hate him, but at least Donald Trump seemed to be a shoot-from-the-hip kind of guy A little bit more often. So if the Dems can deliver on some key promises that actually improve people's lives and find a candidate who doesn't put people to sleep, they may have a chance, um, at at least a stronger chance, you know, and, and if they are going to go with Joe Biden, which it seems like they will, well, they better find a way to like make him a little less sleepy, you know, um, Give him a, I I I don't know I don't know what they give him to uh, sort of give him some extra pep, but he needs that pep at his step if he wants any uh, strong chances of winning. In my view, someone like John Stewart could be a better candidate, but would the Democrats and progressives even let him have a chance? That's really the question. To me, he's one of the few prominent liberals in America who could potentially easily beat Trump. And it seems many Americans still remember who Jon Stewart actually is. And of course Jon Stewart is just one possibility. And uh, unfortunately I don't think they're going to go with him. So, you know, it's almost like a moot point. So I could be a downer and say this country is doomed, but there's a lot more to it than that. And we'll be analyzing the variables for a long time to come with democracy or without it. That is so long as there is still a human race that remembers any of this. You know, maybe, maybe we will not get uh, wiped out by this global warming stuff or some sort of nuclear disaster on a global scale. You know, maybe we won't all end up in a Mad Max scenario. Um, but you know, it's a lot of food for thought. And hopefully the messaging that the uh, powers that be finally decide to go with will actually put us on a more proper track. I'm a little bit skeptical, but you know I don't want to be I don't want to be too much of a pessimist. You have to uh, take the good with the bad. and hopefully things will be good enough to sort of overpower a lot of the bad. So anyway, that's all I have to say about that for now, and uh, have yourselves a nice day.